3: You podcasters have been listening for free for too long. You owe us something. Well, okay. Listen, a lot of you have said, hey, guys, I'd be willing to subscribe and pay X per week or per month for the podcast. You
0: know why we don't charge? Because we're stupid. Because we're stupid.
3: But anyway, why don't you think about what would you be willing to pay per month for the Armstrong and Getty show? And then instead of giving it to us, give it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Donate it. And help our, uh, our warriors who are in their time of greatest need. And you got this organization that is all volunteers, and they do fabulous, beautiful, beautiful work helping our guys. So
0: just go to com to donate. It's that simple.
4: guy credit that's an important thing in life don't be talking about yourself all the time give the other person credit no matter
3: what you're doing whether you're president of the united states or just and working in a job give the other person credit
0: interesting one of the interesting that's george bush senior obviously and we've got a lot on him today and this week um that that book i read that had the biography of uh, uh hw in it one of the things that his mom particularly emphasized and their family emphasized was uh was was, was not uh, uh gloating or bragging or in that this whole thing of giving the other guy credit so he was a star baseball player like exceptionally good mm-hmm. went on to be captain of his uh you know division 1 team that sort of thing
3: and Great glove light hitter according to his boy yeah w but um
0: when he came home, if they won, and his mom said, you know, how'd you guys do today? He he didn't say, or he was not supposed to say, we won. He would say, we had, we got all the breaks today. The other side did a really good job. They really played well. Wow. Isn't that something? That's a little far for me, but that, it, that's interesting. It is interesting. Well, yeah. you know, sometimes as parents, I do this, you go over the top thinking that you'll land somewhere in between. <laughs>
3: Yeah, um, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Sure. Oh, no, you're I'm, a magnet over here, hoping to budge them, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, I thought that was really interesting. I, uh, I'd never heard of that sort of thing before, not to that level.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the great Jack Nicholas's dad told him, when you lose and you shake hands and congratulate somebody, mean it. Don't just look like you mean it. Get yourself to mean it, um, which is harder for some than others, but. Uh, good lesson.
0: So um Mark, of that's that's your World War II generation.
3: Yeah. Sacrifice, duty,
0: honor. Greatest generation, followed right. by the worst generation. Right. Um <laughs> I just think historically that will turn out to be true. Um we'll talk more about the forty first president throughout the morning and the week, as I said, and we're gonna talk about Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, which I think kind of fits into that. Um, with the uh, the president of that organization coming up in a little bit. If you don't remember what it's all about, we're gonna try to raise three hundred thousand dollars this week. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We've already got some money in there. It's awesome. And
3: it goes directly to helping our guys who've served who need the help the most. I mean, directly.
0: So are you following these protests in France, which are just amazing, the yellow vest protests that have escalated in recent days? Right.
3: Nobody wants to see people wearing yellow vests. They're angry about it. It's not a good color. It washes us all out. Right. Um, Now, that's what they're wearing. But I I was uh, led to understand it was just about these fuel taxes. And everybody was mad about that, but it's it's turned into something different, hasn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, it's hard to say exactly what's going on. Um, as I as I've mentioned, it, it, it's a whole bunch of different people getting together through the internet. Now, Sean brought up, well, how it's the worst protest in fifty years. Well, how did they get together fifty years ago? What well, violent, if, deadly? The traditional way that people got together with protests and your rallies and your meeting groups. It would be you know the the socialists or whatever. But this is so many different groups, including just individuals who are unhappy. It's, it kind of seems to be the, um, the 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 prevailing mood for a lot of your western democracies just un, general unhappiness right. whether it's brexit or trump or, or this what's going on in France, so I'm just
3: not happy. Well, I, I would call it a general feeling that you're getting done yeah. by those in power.
0: Yeah, and you've got communists along with right-wingers and everything in between. People that care mostly about immigration, people that care most about communism, people that care most about this gas tax, whatever it is. All getting together and smashing stuff. Here's some of the stuff that's going on uh, over the weekend. It's
3: really interesting. Macron himself, his election, was a reaction to that sentiment that we're getting done. Left that out. But not enough, apparently, you're not enough fast enough.
0: Macron clearly part of the whole Brexit-Trump thing that has happened for the Western world. Oh, yeah. Um, His party didn't exist two years ago, right? Right, right. (laughs) It was the first time in their history of being the kind of democracy they are, that somebody not from the two major parties had won. And he's got no constituency. Um, And he also got caught spending whatever it is, $10,000 a month on hair and makeup. He's
3: very handsome, Jack. That just doesn't take care of itself.
0: Fire, flares, and tear gas scorched Paris on Saturday night and Sunday morning. The carcasses of burned cars littered the streets. This is all over the country, by the way, not just in Paris. Graffiti covered the Arc de Triomphe. Smaller and mostly more peaceful marches had also played out across the country, where for the past couple of weekends, listen to this, all across the country, protesters have occupied toll booths, blocked speed cameras on highways, so that the cops can't look at how fast you're going, stopped traffic, and bricked up the entrances to regional tax offices. Wow. they show up in the night with brick and mortar. Wait a minute. And make a, and make a wall so you can't go into the tax office. Now, some in, of
3: this I don't hate. <laughs> in towns all across the country. Oh, boy. Wow. Wow. That's that's something. And there's three dead hundreds of buildings set ablaze. macron has got an approval rating of like twenty percent, Wow, Oh, we ought to run for Congress in the U.S. The price of diesel has risen by about, about a quarter over the last year. Um to an average how many liters are in a gallon per liter? Seventy two. What's what? A liter is about a quart. Oh, so, liter it's, is slightly more than it's a quarter gallon. <laughs> <laughs> so you got it looks to be eh, between seven eight dollars per gallon for uh, for uh, diesel. Um, but to, at, to
0: reduce the global warmings, uh, there, there's from uh, from the commentary I've read in the commentary. I I, I, had, I kept this in mind while I was reading it. If one of these things busts out in Seattle, America, the coverage is so wrong. Then why do I even read it? Ah. So I had to keep that in mind as I'm reading the coverage of what's going on on the other side of the ocean, which could be just as wrong. But they're having trouble trying to figure out how to stop this because you got an awful lot of people who are just anarchists. Well, they are they are literally anarchists. That's their right. philosophy of life. And, sure. and then just jerks who like smashing stuff. Well, sure. you
3: see it if in uh, Ferguson, Missouri. Yeah. You've got righteous indignation over the fact that there are excessive fines and busts and blah blah blah. And then you got people who want to splash stuff and get free tennis shoes.
0: This will, and my guess would be basketball shoes. The the energy will go out of it, you know. The uh, the the law and order will be restored, but it is an indication of something big that's going on in France, England, Germany, the United States, Spain, Italy. So many of these places that have had election situations like this or protests like this. Yeah, I, I wonder are people being done wrong by modern Western capitalism, or did we reach a level of affluence where we're not being satisfied by having food, clothing, and shelter?
3: We're looking for something else and expecting it out of our government. I think, well, this harkens back to our shower thought, that uh, an argument is most interesting when both sides are right. I think all of those things you mentioned, the answer is yes to each of them. Um, there is absolutely perception is correct that the global economy is uh, rather careless when it comes to swatting aside individuals or countries or industries and the pace of change is so dizzying that there's no adjusting to it or planning for it just all of a sudden your plant is out of business and your industry doesn't exist. We are more affluent as humanity than we've ever been before, so our expectations are higher. All these, you know what expectations do. Yeah.
0: All these countries do have in common of people not getting married as much or having kids as much, mm-hmm. and everybody's got Facebook and Twitter and all the same social media that we've got in the United States. Right. And it's possible that we've got enough stuff, and then you add in all this weird connectivity while being disconnected from society mm-hmm.
3: lack of religion lack of getting together people right. are just unhappy i was going to say hearkening back to last week's discussion on the show you have the uh the the lack of connectedness the lack of nourishment to the human soul that is the modern western uh, society so yeah you combine all those two and you've got to uh, uh, folks who are quick to anger And quick to just be unhappy with the world as it exists.
0: Right, and that's why a a lot of us have been saying, if you spend all your time thinking Trump caused whatever's going on in America that you don't like, you're missing the story. And when he's gone, you're still going to have people feeling the same way people are feeling in Great Britain, France, and all these other countries I mentioned. For whatever reason. I don't know what the reason is or what the cure is, but it ain't Trump that caused it.
3: Well, and keeping in mind that the country is not the government. The United States of America is the Constitution and the people who believe in the inalienable rights held therein. It's time for us to all come together to support Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, which, if you're not familiar with it, is a mind-blowingly fabulous organization helping our warriors in their time of greatest need. We're going to ask you to support it.
0: Yeah, you want connectivity, you want a feeling of purpose, all that sort of stuff. You can get it by getting involved with this organization, there's no doubt. Uh, So stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The mission was not George H.W. Bush. The mission was, how do we serve the United States? How do we help the United States? How do we make
0: the United States better? Perfect. Perfect for what we're about to talk about right here on the Armstrong and Getty Show, your chance to serve the United States.
3: In fact, yeah, we all serve the country in one way or another. We don't look to other people and say, thank you for your service, and then think we've served. No, we all have a duty, and um, supporting Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is one of our favorite ways to do that. It's an unbelievable organization that helps our, our fighting men and women when they need it the very most. And Sandy Lemcooler has been the president of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station since 2004 and is like everybody who does the work of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, a volunteer. Hey, Sandy, how are you?
1: Good morning. How are you guys?
3: We're terrific. Let's begin with the obvious. For folks not familiar, what does Warrior Foundation Freedom Station do for our troops?
1: Well, we are very honored to be able to work directly with the military and the active duty. So we're not necessarily talking about veterans here. We are talking about actual warriors who have come home ill and injured or been hurt on the job, um, have developed some type of cancer And we are very honored to work directly with the military, hands-on, and take care of these warriors. And we work, as you know, with five different groups, those warriors that are just coming home and are in a crisis situation. And if the government doesn't move fast enough, we provide hotel rooms and rent-a-cars for those family members. So all they have to do is worry about getting their warrior back up on his or her feet.
0: And we've... we've Um, We've told a lot of stories over the years of amazing things that Freedom Station does about transitioning military men and women back to civilian life. I was thinking about, you know, George H.W. Bush signing up when he was 18 years old. So many of these people are so young and then they, 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 they get injured or whatever happens. And then how do you get into real life? And Freedom Station helps people with that. And it's really cool.
1: Right, and that is one of the groups that we do help. We have two locations now, Um, one that is open, and it houses eight warriors in cottages and four warriors in apartments, and it's close enough to the hospital that they can get up in the morning and slap on their arms and legs, go up to the hospital, which is .6 miles away. That's the beauty of this this project, Um, and we honestly take care of it. I'm sorry, the Navy and the Marine Corps takes care of their medical needs and then they come home at night and they begin to live like a mister or a missus before they even get out of the military. Why wait till they're out and having difficulties? Let's get them before they're they're out of the military it makes such a difference
3: well and one of the unfortunate realities is even if somebody has benefits coming or or something like that sometimes it takes many many months for the money to actually appear and meanwhile you've got somebody in their early 20s they're injured they're they don't have a lot of life experience and they end up on the street uh which is you know what warrior foundation freedom station is working so hard to prevent and and we're talking about everything from you know how to apply for a job to how to deal with a, a credit card, to how to deal with your new prosthetics.
1: Exactly. And it's, it's life lessons. I've had everything from, ma'am, my GI money is not coming through. They're going to drop me from my classes at college, which is a big problem right now. We make that happen for those warriors that are living with us. Um, we also have things like, ma'am, I got a girl coming over. How do you make Steamed vegetables. I mean, it's a whole gamut of of things that they ask. And there's women as well. We have a navy uh, a navy lady there now, and she is doing remarkably well. Um, again, when they do have health issues, though, you know they're still active duty. We don't have to recreate the wheel. They just go right back up to. In my humble opinion, the best naval hospital in the country is Naval Medical Center San Diego. And I know I'm biased, but I think we beat Bethesda out just by a tad.
3: <laughs> Sandy Lemcooler is on the line, president since 2004, volunteer of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. And one of the main things that we all do who believe in Warrior Foundation Freedom Station around the holidays is we want to send these warriors home to be with mom and dad and sisters and brothers for Christmas.
1: And, you know, I have to share with you something about waking up in your own bed, in your own state, with your own family. When they come back from their two-week leave, they've got their mojo back. They're good to go to go to their therapies, and they just have a better overall motivation. I don't know if it's mom's good cooking or dad kind of telling them to knock on it, but this year we've got... 321 warriors that we're going to hand postcards out, and that's exactly what the postcard says. You're going to wake up in your own bed in your own state with your own family. And we've changed it around a little bit this year in that the postcard is going to be good for a whole year. And so we handed them out a little bit before Thanksgiving to try to motivate the guys and get them to sign up to get a little bit cheaper tickets. You know, I'm a Navy wife, I don't just pinch a penny, I make it scream. Um, and so I had my first phone call, it was 11 o'clock at night, and the warrior said to me, ma'am, um, I'm a Marine, um, and I need to ask you a big favor, can I use my ticket before Christmas? And I said, what's wrong, Marine? Because I could tell his voice was emotional. And this is honestly, it just happened. Um, we, I said, yes, of course you can use your ticket. We sent him home, and he made it home before his father passed on to Texas. Oh, wow. So, Those are the kinds of things that people don't think about when you're up there for two years or more, going through surgery after surgery, learning to use, learning to deal with your injuries or illnesses, and those things, you know, they're young, like you said. President Bush was very young, and these guys are young, and even if they are getting a paycheck, it is a small one, and so to be able to go home, a flight, get Christmas gifts for their family... Anything we can do to help, it's an honor to be able to make that happen for them.
0: And what is your your estimate of what it costs per
1: trip? Well, right now, when I called and I just said, give me a flight to Chicago, they said about $700 round trip if we go into O'Hara. If we go into Midway, it's a different price. So I'm always looking for the best methods. And I work with a group um, at the hospital that has the the uh it's called a SADO office for those of you that are military will understand we can get discounted tickets and they will book the tickets right there on the hospital with the guys so that we get them home at a convenient time. So I'm looking at three hundred and twenty one guys at about seven hundred dollars. I'm saying about two hundred I'm sorry $225,400. So that's what I'm looking at right now. The closer it gets to Christmas, it goes up a little more.
3: All right. But- uh, uh, Sandy, excuse me, jumping in here, but let's have the Armstrong and Guinea family uh, step up right now. Uh, our goal is $300,000. let us see if we can send all of these warriors home. And, yeah, the conflict, some of them are winding down, uh, but there are 300-plus warriors at the Naval Medical Center in San Diego. I'm From still all over the country. For, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah! It's uh, yeah. Yeah. You know how the military is. You can enlist in, in Omaha, and you end up, you know, goodness knows where. And if you're hurt, often you end up in San Diego. So uh, give what you can. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. armstrongandgetty.com. We'll have a link through the Twitter page. If you have any problems, you can't find the website, email us, and we'll, we'll set you straight. And let's send these warriors home to be in their own beds with their family. Go ahead, Sandy. we got about 30 seconds.
1: I just wanted to share it's Balboa, Camp Pendleton, there's Hawaii. Palo Alto, where our seriously injured are. There aren't many there, thank goodness. But it's more than just one hospital. We're working with the whole southern southwest region that we send home, and we're honored to do it with your help.
3: Fabulous. We're trying to get to 300000 this week before oh. the end of the show on Friday. Go now, Armstrong and Getty.com.
0: Thank you very much, Sandy. By the way, no salaries, all volunteers. 94% of the money goes directly to our warriors. Fantastic organization. You're going to be hearing about it all week long. What's coming up in your news, Marshall
4: Phillips? Bill Clinton reads the Oval Office letter Bush 41 left for him. Trump top aide swears he'll never testify against the president. And another black eye for the NFL.
0: I'd say. Oh, boy. Go to armstrongandgetty.com if you want to donate. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Recordings of MBS talking to the guy who killed Khashoggi apparently now. I, I don't know. Who's this for? Is there anybody who's been doubting, needs more proof? Of- I need
3: a smoking gun. All right. That's uh, ridiculous. Coming up, speaking of smoking, the Victoria's Secret fashion show, controversial. Lack of inclusivity is the slam. It's not diverse enough. They need a transgender underwear model. Women's underpants now mired in controversy. Stay with us.
0: What's the number one selling book in the country by far this year, and why? Here's a hint. It's Michelle Obama's book. (laughs) That's Um, a good hint. (laughs) News now with Marsha
4: Phillips. Well, President uh, Trump is designated Wednesday, December the 5th, the National Day of Mourning to honor former President George H.W. Bush. The 41st president died Friday. He was 94 years old. He'll lie in state in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda for two days before Wednesday's funeral at the Washington National Cathedral. Now, last night on 60 Minutes, former President Bill Clinton read the note that Bush left for him in the Oval Office after Clinton won the presidency. I wish you great happiness here. There will be tough times made even more difficult by criticism you may not think is fair. I'm not a very good one to give advice, but just don't let the critics discourage you or push you off course. You will be our president when you read this note. I wish you well. I wish our, your family well. Your success is our country's success. I'm rooting hard for you. If a girl shows you her thong, stay away from her. Should have yeah. had that in there.
3: <laughs> Beware, it's danger. <laughs> yeah.
4: On another front, it's a real problem, according to Congressman Adam Schiff, the ranking Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee. A real problem after he's learned, after the information he's learned from that plea deal by former longtime Trump lawyer and fixer Michael Cohen in the Russian investigation. It reveals that talk about a Trump Tower Moscow project lasted later in the 2016 presidential race than previously disclosed. Last week, Trump defended the negotiations, saying they were very legal and very cool
3: but whether they were cool or not i'll or not i'll I'll leave it up to you all to decide. but there's absolutely no allegation of any illegality now if he was on the campaign trail saying i don't have any dealings with russia and they were still having meetings okay decide whether you know that's the sort of campaign lie that makes you want to change your vote or not but The idea that, well, that proves it, collusion or something. No, you need more than that. How about Russia releasing information over the weekend saying,
0: yes, Cohen did talk to us. Here are the days. Right. Here's the times. Russia's still liking to. Oh, please. Jump into our stuff and, 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 you know, poke a hornet's nest. Um, one other thing. Oh, Putin I heard. will do anything he can to mess yes.
3: with the United States.
0: Heard this yesterday from uh, Sleepy-Eyed Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. <laughs> yes. That sleeping son of a bitch. Oh, please. <laughs> um, uh, who made a good point. If the Mueller report doesn't come out fairly soon, there will be an argument from the Trump people and maybe lots of people that look. We got an election coming up pretty soon. We'll let the people decide. And, uh, Chuck Todd and his guests agreed that, yeah, you get past like this summer, certainly. Oh, boy. Then, then you can make the argument. There's, there's no point in uh, talking impeachment or this or that. We got an election coming up. We're in the midst of a presidential election. We'll let right. the people decide. So if the report doesn't come out pretty soon, whatever. We're just on to the next election.
3: I was trusting the conventional wisdom out of Washington, which makes me a stupid person, um, that it'll be in the next month or two. certainly.
0: So, all, all the smart people yesterday, for whatever reason, and then they might just be guessing, they say, no, 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 he's not even close.
4: Christmas Eve at
3: 10.45 p.m. <laughs> Eastern.
4: <laughs> Meanwhile, Michael Cohen's lawyer is citing the gargantuan cost of his case and his shame and anxiety have caused a federal judge to spare him a prison sentence. That's what they're saying at this point. Says who?
3: I I saw him. (laughs) The judge, you idiot. He just explained that. Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) I saw him and his father saying, you know, here's a man, raising kids, blah, blah. Well, then don't
4: be a criminal your whole life, which you appear to have been. (laughs) Hey,
3: taxi licenses are legal. Forget about it.
4: Yeah. Meanwhile, longtime Trump advisor Roger Stone is striking a defiant tone. He was telling ABC's this week he will not betray the president. When I watched that, that was something. He was adamant. He is adamant. He says no matter how much pressure he gets from the special counsel in the Russia election. There's no circumstance under which I would testify against the president because I'd have to bear false witness against him. I'd have to make things up. Stone saying he did not contact WikiLeaks or its chief Julian Assange which leaked hacked emails from the Democratic Party officials during the 2016 campaign and says he did not talk with Donald Trump about it.
0: And Adam Schiff came on just after him and talked to Stephanopoulos and said, I realize he was very adamant and very uh, strong and in his denials, but he is lying. And I can prove it. Okay, well, it's on. Here we go. There you go. Start January 20th when the Dems take over the
4: House. Welcome to the Schiff era. This should be delightful. Another black eye for the NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs Kareem Hunt out of a job after TMZ Sports posted security camera video on Friday showing Hunt assaulting a woman in a Cleveland hotel. Now Hunt admits in an ESPN in- interview he misled the Chiefs about what happened in that February assault.
2: Chiefs are right, and uh, I didn't tell them everything. And, you know, I don't, you know, blame them for anything. And my actions caused this, and... I really wish I could, you know, just apologize to them and let them know there's no hard feelings between me and the Chiefs. And, you know, I love the program, love the people there, and I just want to, you know, take this time and better myself and, you know, not let anything like this ever happen again.
3: You know, he's a young man. He lacks wisdom. I think that's, you know, the two often go together. But, dude, number one, apologize to the woman you beat down and kicked.
0: Well, he and, doesn't even really know. And, uh, Sean, what was the, the crime she was guilty of that he and his uh, buddies wanted to attack her? I, I believe she was asked to leave the, uh, the hotel room because she would not hook up with one of uh, the NFL player's friends or his entourage. Right. Yeah.
3: Which is uh, something. Yeah, and, and I'm glad to hear you don't have any hard feelings toward the Chiefs. But you're exposed as a woman-beater on video, so I'm not sure why you would have any hard feelings.
0: That's a big deal. That team's having a dream season, and the NFL's really, you know, pinning hopes on them being the future of this or that. And he's a major, major part of that yeah. team, yeah. Well, for the Chiefs Was. cutting him loose so quick. Yeah. I don't think they had any choice, but right. at least they didn't dilly-dally on it. And again, the undercurrent of the story is the, the NFL's seemingly lack of desire to secure or find this video that TMZ had no problem securing. So, so yeah. they didn't ask the uh, the hotel, do you have video of this? They Apparently just, not. They don't want to know and they hope it goes away. Yeah. And you know why they hope it goes away? Because it has thousands of times over the decades. And it did. This This occurred pre-season. Sure. Yeah. This was not a story for several months. These stories do go away all the time mm-hmm. and the hometown fans overlook it. And uh, yeah, so unless a video comes out the Chiefs say that it wasn't the video it was the fact that, they, that he lied to them is why they got rid of him, which, you know, I can see that, too. You're the
4: coach or whatever. Okay, so you're going to lie to me? Get out of here. Right. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
0: That is something, though. The NFL is is such a joke when they claim to care about this stuff. They just don't.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think they're trying. At least progress has been made. The San Francisco 40 to lifers... How do you like that? I just came up with that. That's pretty good. Thanks. Um, I don't know. They, they did lead the league in arrests at one point. I don't know if that's still a legitimate thing to call them, but they had to release probably their best defensive player, certainly one of their best defensive players, only a week prior to Kareem Hunt being sacked. Oh, and, and, and he got rehired by Washington days later. Right. Right. Let's see if Mr. Hunt is uh, similarly employed. Right, because so.
0: for whatever reason, those stories don't travel to the new town. The new fan base just doesn't hear about well, it or Well, or they care. don't
3: care, and yeah. the NFL is run by smart people, and they can concoct a word salad that says, we've looked carefully into the situation, talked with Mr. Hunt and the victim, and we think that uh, a young man like this, uh, while we do not condone, blah, blah, blah. Right new future he's pledged to us going forward furthermore we've donated etc cetera, etc cetera. zabadabadoo and he's wearing your uniform
0: well is it fair to say the nfl does not apply all the resources they could to figuring out who is a bad guy in the nfl and getting rid of
3: him? oh yeah that's absolutely true because they yes. didn't know yeah they i'll grant you that
0: they didn't use whatever resources tmz had which might have been just asking the
3: hotel for the video yeah <laughs> right right oh they they probably said, "Look, if you got a video, make sure nobody sees it." I wouldn't be surprised. Or can we buy that from you? They got some sort of fixer, Michael Cohen, Warner Wolf. For you, uh, you Tarantino fans, Winston Wolf. Winston Wolf, exactly. Warner <laughs> Wolf was an old radio guy, old <laughs> well, sportscaster uh, who goes in and, and cleans up these situations. Well, he didn't get every copy of the video.
0: Got more on a great episode of 60 Minutes about H.W. Bush. Also, Saturday Night Live with a little tribute to H.W. Bush. Also, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and
3: Getty. The conscience of 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 the nation.
0: Very warm and gracious man who always understood the power in being able to laugh at yourself. So,
1: take a look. Thousand points of light still operating coming in from all those areas. (laughs) Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it.
3: George Bush here. I'm watching you do your impression of me, and I gotta say, it's nothing like me, there's no resemblance. It's bad.
4: It's
2: bad. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. President. I think it's a fair impression.
3: Don't see it. it don't? It's totally exaggerated. Not me. Those those crazy hand gestures, <laughs> the pointing thing. I don't do them. And also, na-ga-da never said it. In all my years of government service, I never once said Nagada. <laughs>
0: nagada. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and so that was nice that Saturday Night Live did that, but what it reminded me of, and Friday's USA Today entertainment section had a front page story on how Saturday Night Live. They didn't use the term <laughs> "jump the shark" or something, the, but they
3: the Friday entertain the uh, USA entertain is, uh, Entertainment section, which we used to call the Worthless Purple Section, yeah, the
0: WPS. <laughs> but the uh, the nation's newspaper uh, saying Saturday Night Live has just got to stop with whatever they're doing. It's just, it's just, I can't take it anymore. Said this reviewer, and it was their front page story. And I would agree. And watching it's like that, a show full of Twitter comments. Uh, God, again with the opening with. Alec Baldwin and Trump, yeah, right. He's a crook and this and that. And so, and I thought watching the Bush thing, I thought that's the way they used to lampoon presidents yeah. in a way that everybody could laugh at it because it didn't it didn't have an underlying, oh my God, we need to be serious about this substance
3: right. Bill right. Clinton
0: eating too much and kind of having an eye for the women. Reagan secretly behind the scenes was really dynamic and everything like that. Uh, Bush just kind of hand gestures. That was all funny, but but now it's just if you're not the political stripe that they're going after, it's just impossible to watch. Just right. Impossible. And it's the well, same. It, it
3: doesn't lean. It's sideways. It's the
0: same effing joke every week. Right. It's just so tiring. Dana Carvey's Bush was funny. Sure. And it didn't didn't you you would you wouldn't feel like I'm not going to watch the show because they're making fun
3: of my president. Nobody was going to feel that way. Right. It's fine. Well, it's a different time, Jack. It's a different time. We're polarized. Pa- We're separated into our camps in many ways. From music on down. Music. Popular culture. Yeah, like, uh, you know, hit radio back in the day. was You'd, you'd hear a little uh, R&B. You'd hear a little rock. You'd hear a little heavy rock. You'd hear something twangy, arguably country. That was on the hit radio stations. Now everything's stratified. You get one kind of music all the time. But, you know, that's the way it is. It's a savage, vicious time, too. Whatever happened to kindness, that's my question. Whatever happened to the things that bring us together greatly exceeding the things that divide us. It's just not popular. It's not it's not part of the popular consciousness. Everybody wants to get online and say savage things about each other. And you know, including six year old girls tap dancing. I don't know. It's an ugly like, time. What
0: what which led to this? Did something in our culture you know, appear at the same time as the Internet? Or did the Internet unleash the worst impulses, and that has led us toward doing it in real life, in politics and everything else? I think
3: it's unquestionable. Well... Because if it's the latter... I think it's I get mostly to- the latter. Yes.
0: Then I get to stand by my shut down the Internet. I, le- I think the world was better before the Internet. Yes, clearly. I would like to unplug it and go back to a pre-Internet world.
3: Right. I can go to the library and check out a book on how to unclog this particular drain. I don't need to watch a stupid YouTube video. Well, I, yeah, I think so because listen, we're all, we all take in signals for how we ought to behave from mom and dad first and our neighbors, clergymen, whatever. Then after a while, it's your teachers and your bosses. And how do I act? What's a proper way to act? What's okay and what's outside the bounds of okay? Well, now, you know, as we've discussed many times, the stupidest, angriest, bitterest sons-of-guns out there, their voices are part of that input. And if you're on the internet at all, you get that style of input all the time. So how could you not start to think, well, it's okay to be like that?
0: And it gets more attention than the other stuff.
3: Right. just does. Well, it breaks through. Yeah. Pleasantness is overshadowed by unpleasantness. It's just the truth. That's why An actual civilized society wants pleasantness because they know how easy it is to unseat it. If you've got, you know, 27 really nice people and one homicidal maniac in a room, the 27 people don't get the headlines. You know, they don't run the show. What's the number one? Civilization is fragile, Jack. That's my point. What's the number one selling book this
0: year? It is, because it just came out a week week ago uh, Michelle Obama's Becoming. Sold more than 2 million copies in North America in its first 15 days. I would like to know, I haven't looked into this, does this include online sales e-books? Or is this only actual physical books? Because I have a theory about these kind of books, I always have. Okay. That there's a certain class of people that really enjoy having these on their coffee table or having them on their desk at work. Or holding them in their arms as they're at the Starbucks. There's Mm. a certain kind of book that's like that. I think the Michelle Obama book would be perfect for that crowd. I've always wondered on these kind of books how many of them get read. Or how many of them are some sort of virtue signaling that you're a certain sort of person because you have the Obama book on your desk.
3: You have it on the little table there on the Acela between D.C. and New York. Um, I just find it hard to believe that many people are that interested in her book. I
0: just, I can't even imagine reading the book. None of, nothing against her. I just don't read Spouses of Presidents books that much. No, no. Well,
3: she, you know, she's an intriguing person. But in Very a, bright, so, so loves are, her kids. so mm. are a lot
0: of people. And yeah, you can only read so many books. Kids, yeah. <laughs> and a hardcover book's like $35. Right. Who's buying these? And a strong indication of her popularity around the world becoming is the number one seller in America this year, in Britain. In Germany, in France, in Italy, in Holland, in Spain, in Denmark, in Norway, in Finland, in Greece. All those countries, Finland? the number one selling book is Michelle
3: Obama's Finland? book. Finland? Do they not have other books in Finland? They don't have any books on, you know, how to build a sauna? You're telling me it makes sense that
0: the number one selling book in Greece would be the first lady of the president of some other country? 101 uses for whale oil? <laughs> How to treat frostbite? I, I think it's a virtue signaling what? play. You have the book in your arms as Finland? you walk into work with your Starbucks. Yeah, I don't get it. Oh, you're reading the Michelle Obama? So am I. It's fantastic. They've never opened it or read
3: a word. That's yeah, but my in guess. those fur and lands. <laughs> I mean, hard to make it, it's hard to make an argument why we should care about our first lady or first guy someday. Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW reporting prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, <sighs> and feel new?